0: So we're talking about emotions. This is the third week on emotions. If you want to go to the notes, if you go to lifeway.church forward slash zero nine dash zero six dash two zero, the title of today's message is From Depression to Rejoicing. From Depression to Rejoicing. And we're gonna talk about sadness. So, but we're going to end up in joy, just to let you know. We will talk about some sadness, but we're going to end up in joy because the, the force, I, I, I'll just give you the bottom line before we even get going. The, bottom, the, 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 the force of joy, the spiritual force of joy is greater than anything that we will ever go through in this life. And we started off two weeks ago on the first week talking about anger. Anger is an emotion that we feel, but forgiveness is love in action that we take that overcomes the anger. See, for every emotion that we experience that's negative, God has a positive spiritual force in us that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome that negative emotion. Last week, we talked about anxiety or worry and we said, worry, hey, something's going on. Is it me or is, that, is it you guys? If it does it again, I'll pick up one of these uh, microphones just to let you know so that you won't say, is he going to keep talking and popping and worry? <laughs> I'm worried that that pop's going to go off again, worry. Just uh, But God's peace, His spiritual force, the fruit of the Spirit, or the force of the Spirit, overcomes worry. And today we see that sadness is an emotion that we have that moves us into a compassion for others, but the force of joy lifts us up and out of Uh, a sad place or a depressed place. I've experienced some sadness. I mean, living 56 years, you're going to experience some sadness because with life, there's sadness, right? And so when I was uh, 37 years old and my family and I were, we were in Italy, in Europe, my father passed away and that was 21 years ago, and he was 57 at the time, 58, and I was sad. I wasn't sad because uh, I knew where he was going. He went to heaven. I was sad because I wasn't there with him when he passed. He had suffered for cancer, from cancer for about a year and a half, and I would have liked to been there, but I wasn't. And so I was sad at that point and sad at later times in my life, like when our daughter graduated college. And I thought of my dad. I thought how wonderful it would be for him to be here to see his granddaughter graduate college. And and different times, we we bump into this sadness. And it's okay. It's okay. If you're dealing with sadness, it's okay. Um, It is something that we deal with. So let's look at Proverbs 17.22 to see how the word addresses sadness. Proverbs 17.22 from the Passion Translation says this, A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul. soul, but one whose heart is crushed. And that's a sad heart. heart that's been crushed struggles with sickness and depression so we can see here from the word that when we deal with sadness and the things associated with sadness we are struggling with sickness and depression that affects us physically it also affects us emotionally and mentally and so uh, it is natural to have emotions because God gave us emotions. We, we've said that for a few weeks. But where we give place and live in those emotions rather than walking in the spirit, then we're taken to a place where God doesn't want us to live. So sadness comes from thoughts of disappointment. We could say we're disappointed when we don't get what we want or what we expect and that's really tough today because we live in a culture that promotes happiness. You know, the American dream, we can have what we want, and we have to be, we have to live this life, this certain type of life in order to be happy, and we um, have these goals. So sometimes the gap between reality and where we are today and our personal idea of perfect, Everyone of us have this perfect our per- personal ideas of perfect, that gap between reality and our happy place, this is my happy place, right, is that there, there's that sadness that we deal with. If everything goes the way that I expect it to, then I'm having a, a great life the good life. You know, I like to shape people up and at places of work, and I'll say, Happy Monday, just to kind of throw them off, because they go into work, and they're like, ah, i got to go back to work on Monday. You're used to hearing Happy Friday, right? So why can't it be Happy Monday? We can turn the thing around so that the joy of the Lord becomes our strength and we're looking at things from the point of view of God and joy rather than what we don't have or what we didn't get or where that place is between our ideal and our reality. So we can see from Proverbs 17.22 that disappointment can lead to discouragement. And discouragement can lead to depression. What has contributed to the depression that we're feeling right now in, in this place in 2020, in this place in our country, this, what has contributed to what's going on? I believe we can point to the negative news cycles. Negativity sells drama sells. And the news media outlets understand that. And so, when was the last time you turned on one of the major news networks and they said, you know, 50 people got saved today. (laughs) And all of heaven is rejoicing. No. 50 people were killed today, and this is whose fault it was, right? It's those negative news cycles that we constantly are exposed to, whether we intentionally do that or whether we just catch catch a glimpse of it or whatever, it affects us. All of the slowdowns, all of the shutdowns, all of the strife and division and contentions, the enemy is behind it all. You know, and if we look at people, we're going to miss spiritually what's going on. If we aim and focus on people, we fail to recognize that the enemy is behind it all. And he will use the negative news cycles to bring sadness on the body of Christ. And that sadness leading to depression and that depression leading to discouragement and disappointment. And then we'll be affected. So here are some of the things that I see that are associated with sadness. Hurt, if you've ever been hurt. If you've ever been rejected, could cause thoughts of Feelings of sadness, betrayed, if you've ever been betrayed. And as, as I'm preparing for the message and studying, I'm dealing with thoughts like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. And now I'm a little, I was a little bit sad, but now I'm a little bit mad. And so the, the whole time I'm, I'm ministering to you on emotions, I'm being ministered to first. How about loneliness? Loneliness brings sadness, which can lead to disappointment and discouragement, and eventually down to depression, right? Loss, if you've ever experienced loss, like I was talking about my father earlier. Um, Hopelessness, that is the ultimate destination that the enemy wants to take people, hopeless, to a place called hopeless hopeless because if he he, if he can take you to hopeless he can get get you to give up and that is his purpose that is his plan to take you to this place called hopeless and the the people that are struggling today with what has happened over the past few months uh no graduations you know the weddings that were planned for two years in advance and then they had to have a wedding online and, and all of the money that they put down maybe for the wedding or what, what, what have you. Other people that were promised a promotion at their job but ended up losing their job because their company was negatively affected by COVID. All of these things that people have dealt with um, has, has brought this depression to the forefront and people are researching it now and finding out about depression and how it affects you. One thing about depression, it doesn't care if you love God or serve him or not. You know, the enemy is no respecter of persons. Job loved God, but he dealt with some horrible things. And the goal of depression is to lead you to this place of grief and sorrow, to take you to that place of hopelessness, Or maybe a place called regret. Ultimately, the enemy wants to take you to a place where you lose trust in God and begin to blame God. And if God really loved me and if God really cared about me, then he wouldn't have allowed this to happen. And so maybe he allowed this to happen and I don't trust him anymore and now I'm going to blame him for all the bad things in my life. That's called the pit. The pit. And people go to that pit. The pit is a hole that we're caught in and can't get out of. And some people fall into the pit and don't even realize that they've fallen in there. But there's good news this morning. We can come out of the pit. If you're in the pit, (laughs) you can come out of the pit. Whether you stepped in by accident or someone pushed you in or you were led down that trail, there's a way out. Satan uses depression to steal a person's spiritual power and freedom. And it's not its not my purpose this morning to address any physical or chemical imbalance that you may have that could trigger or lead to depression. But if you think that that's your situation, then you need to talk to someone who's qualified in that area and might I say that I suggest that you talk to someone who's Christian that understands um, how all of that works together. My purpose as a pastor this morning is to approach this uh, emotion of sadness and depression from a spiritual and biblical position and ask you ultimately to trust God. Trust God with your whole heart. Continue to trust God. So the second point this morning is to look on the bright side. We've got this negative news cycle running all the time, all the time. And by all appearances, outward appearances, it doesn't look like it's gonna change. It's just gonna ramp up more and more and more, the negative news cycle, the enemy. But we can look on the bright side. We have to choose to look on the bright side. Let's look at Psalm chapter 40 in verse one in the Passion Translation. Psalm 40, verse one, passion translation says, "I waited and waited and waited some more. patiently. I like how he translated that. Not I, I just waited patiently on the Lord. I waited and I waited, and I waited some more patiently, knowing knowing that God would come through for me. To wait patiently, we have to know that God's going to come through. We have to put our total trust in him. We have to do Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Don't lean to our own understanding. Wait upon God. Be patient. Be patient. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your feelings are saying to you, be patient with God because he's going to come through for you. Then it says, then at last he bent down and, in, and listened to my cry. He stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in. God wants to today to stoop down and lift you up out of danger and from the desolate pit. He knows where you are. He hasn't lost you. He knows If he knows the very hairs on your head, he knows exactly where you are and he knows what it, it's gonna to take to pull you up out of that pit. It says here, out of the muddy mess that I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up into a firm secure place and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. That's good because God is taking on us, uh, on, us on an ascending path. It grows brighter and brighter by the noonday, and he orders our steps before us but the path goes up, the path goes up, and he leads us. Verse 3 says, a new song for a new day rises up in me. Every time I think about how he breaks through for me. How about that? Every time, every time we think about how he breaks through for us, there's a new song for a new day, rising up within us. Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. (laughs) Yes, ecstatic praise. Many will see his miracles and they'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. Isn't that awesome? I love that translation because it shows us that we have to choose. We have to choose to wait upon God. We have to choose to trust him. We have to choose to to be patient. It's a choice. It's a choice. We have to be patient in the process. If you haven't experienced breakthrough today, that's okay. Be patient in the process. Don't be ashamed or condemned that, that you are right there where you are, but know that God has greater days ahead of you, the best is yet to come, and you can trust him because he's faithful. He will hap- He will break through. We, we, we have to fill our mind over and over again, like Romans 12, one and two says, we have to renew our mind about thoughts of his power and his faithfulness. This brings new songs up in our heart. When we're one with the Holy Spirit and the power of God is working within us, he can bring us up out of any terrible pit. His power in us lifts us up. Notice that this, the psalmist, this was David, and David faced some pretty sad situations. I mean, I'm sure he, if he thought about it enough, he would have probably said, just just drop the dirt in on the pit and cover me up. But no, he waited on God and God encouraged him. To be encouraged is to be infused with courage, in courage, but that courage comes from the spirit, not from the flesh, not from what we see, but what we can't see. Psalms 42, 11 says this. Psalm forty-two eleven, Passion Translation. So I say to my soul, soul, I'm saying to you, soul, so don't be discouraged. Don't be disturbed. For I know my God will break through for me. Just like the song we were singing. Oh, my soul, what a beautiful day. Doesn't matter whether it's cloudy. Doesn't matter whether there's storms out. Doesn't matter if there's a hurricane that passed and blew the house away. We can say, what a beautiful day. I know because I know my God will break through for me. Then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again. Yes, living before his face is my saving grace. We had this scripture a couple of weeks ago, but to remind ourselves, to say to our soul, to talk to yourself is the key out of the pit, the horrible pit. the key to getting out of the pit talking to yourselves find reasons to rejoice I'm sure Paul and Silas had to find a few reasons to rejoice in their situation they've been thrown in prison it was a horrible prison but they remembered that God is faithful they reminded themselves that God was faithful they remembered and they reminded and then they began to rejoice Hey. Let's, do you know, you know a few bars of that song that we were singing, that, that new song that we learned last week? The minute we begin to remember how faithful God is, just think about one of the times in your life where God was faithful. I mean, it couldn't have happened. It could not have happened without God. Right? Paul Looney's sitting back there alive today. Paul, couldn't have happened without God. You remember of how God saved you from death. I mean, horrible situations. But when you remember and you remind yourself and you raise your voice up, remember to rejoice. Rejoice means actually to rehearse your joy again and again and again and again. And Paul said... Rejoice and again I say rejoice. When he wrote rejoice and again I say rejoice, he was in prison. So this is something that we have to do. We have to look on the bright side. We have to see that there's more with us than against us. There's more with us than against us. Praise is a magnifying glass. David said this in Psalm 34. Three and four, magnify, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. He's inviting others to come on, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. Just like we were doing this morning, as we exalt the name of Jesus, uh, David says, "I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and delivered me from all my fears." And so, if God delivered David from his fears and everything that he was facing, God can deliver us from our fears to the place of where we're magnifying the Lord and magnify, using that magnifying glass to focus on him and Jesus becomes bigger than everything around us. It's not, it's not that we don't feel the sting anymore, but it's not bigger than the strength of God. And Jesus, his promise, God's promise to us is that he would give us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So anytime there's the spirit of heaviness, and really in Hebrews, that's in Isaiah 61, verse 3, the, the, the Hebrew meaning for the spirit of heaviness is actually the spirit of failure. The spirit of failure. So anytime you feel sad because you failed, you're dealing with the spirit of heaviness. But God has promised you that he would give you his garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The thing about God giving us his garment is we have to put it on. Right? God's not going to chase you down and make you put his garment of praise on. We choose. We choose to look on the bright side. We choose to see how much God has blessed us. And that brings us up out of that pit of despair, out of sadness, out of depression, out of discouragement. Then we need to focus on others. Notice how David said, magnify the Lord with me. He knew that there was power in corporate worship. There's power in corporate worship. When we come in, And we begin to worship together it's easier than if if it's just me in in a dark place in a in a tough place it's tough to lift your voice up alone right but when you come together and you you're thinking about one another and you reach out to encourage others you automatically get your eyes off of yourself when you focus On God and focus on others there was a a time in our life where we were preparing to go on the mission field and it took longer than what we thought that it was going to take we were living in Oklahoma Oklahoma City at the time and we had planned to go and move our family to Italy and we thought it would take X amount of months and it took more months than what we thought and we were getting discouraged disappointed, and something on the inside of me, it was the Holy Spirit, prompted me. This was back before the internet, really, so quite a few years ago. um, I had a book, and I would take this book, it was back when fax machines were really the thing. You can't even find a fax machine today. But I took the book, this book that encouraged me. And every page was a certain day, and it was a devotional. And they were so powerful and so encouraging. Always had a scripture and then a few paragraphs every day. And every day I would wake up looking forward to going into the office and taking my book and putting it down on on the fax machine or the copier and faxing it to about 10 people that day. I was encouraging and the Lord showed me what I was doing after I started doing it. He said, "You're encouraging other people, but you're encouraging yourself at the same time." Guys, when we quit focusing on ourselves and we begin to focus on other people and we begin to lift other people up, we're lifting ourselves up at the same time. If you want to come out of a pit of sadness, depression, Begin to focus on other people. Begin to reach out to those around you. Maybe that you've never known before. Just do something nice for somebody. Just because. Just because. You don't have to have a reason. God will give you a reason. But in in that time, God was encouraging us, strengthening us to move ahead, strengthening us to move ahead. Look at this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three and four. The Passion Translation, again, I'm using the Passion Translation a lot these days. It says, all praises belong to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he is the Father of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. There's no end to his comfort. He always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. We can bring them this same comfort that God has poured out upon us. So again, the strength of God is not just for you. God wants you to be so strong that you have to go and strengthen someone else, that you just can't keep it to yourself. That's the thing with praise. You begin to praise, and other people begin to praise with you. If they don't know the song, you can teach them the song. He gives us a new song, a new day, new mercies, new praise. strength. It's for strength. It's to strengthen you and strengthen those around you. We receive so that we can give. And because we have received, we must give. It's not just for you. So take one key, another key to coming out of of the pit of depression is to take your eyes off of yourself. Begin to look at other people, begin to help other people, begin to reach out. If you're lonely, show yourself friendly. Go to someone, make friends. Force yourself to make friends. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and the joy of the Lord is what pulls us up and out of these feelings of sadness, darkness, depression, loneliness, rejection, betrayal, loss. Loss is real, but the joy of the Lord is even greater than your loss. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And so I'm going to end with my prayer for you today in Romans 15, 13. My prayer for you today, if you're dealing with sadness, if you've been let down, if you've lost your job, if you're dealing with depression, if your children are, you know, they're finding a lot of children are, are depressed these days because their life has been totally changed and there's there's hardly anything stable in their life anymore if you know one of those children reach out to them this week love them teach them here's, here's my prayer Romans 15 13 I pray that God the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what we need, especially right now, to look at what we do have, to consider what we do have, to remind ourselves, remember what God's done for us, remind ourselves of that and begin to rejoice. Begin to rejoice. So let me pray. Let me pray for those that are dealing with with this. Father, thank you that you are the God of all mercy. You are our source of hope. Father, I pray that you would fill everyone that's listening this morning that you would fill them completely with joy, your joy, (laughs) not the joy of the world, but the joy of the Lord. That your peace would flood and fill their minds and guard, watch over their minds, Lord. That joy would rise within them, a new song for a new day with new mercies. That you would overflow them with confident hope, Lord, that they would trust you trust you more than ever before and that the power of your spirit would be released in them right now Father I thank you that you've delivered you've delivered me personally out of sadness out of depression out of loneliness but Father you're no respecter of persons and you are doing that for others today right now Children, men, women, those that have been affected in their mind and in their their emotions, Lord. Thank you that your your spirit, your Holy Spirit goes to every person, stirs up hope, stirs up joy this morning. Remind people this morning of how faithful you are. Jesus name thank you Lord thank you thank you Father let's just stand right here just lift your hands just thank God thank God just praise just praise him right there Father we worship you we honor you and we praise you For all that you've done but more than that for who you are who you are we thank you Lord for your grace is great your grace is greater than all sin your grace is greater than any opposition we worship you and honor you and bless you Lord we were glad when we heard them say let's go to the house of the Lord we're glad Lord Regardless of what we see, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what the world says, we thank you, Father. We've exchanged the spirit of heaviness and the spirit of failure for the garment of praise. We put on our garment of praise. We put on our garment of praise. We put on our garment of praise. praise, And we thank you, Father that you're faithful, that you are faithful. Only you are faithful, only you are faithful. We trust only you, Lord, only you. The name of Jesus. We declare the name of Jesus over our church, over our community, over our state, over our nation. We say Jesus, we declare Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Father that the joy of the Lord is our strength, that great is our peace and undisturbed composure, that your peace mounts over our heart and over our mind. Oh, we thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to us, that your grace abounds towards us. It's multiplied to us. It's working in us and through us. Thank you, Father, for using us this week to take your joy, to take your comfort, to take your grace to all those that we come in contact with, Lord. We make a decision. We're not just going to save it for ourselves. We're going to spread it around. Multiply it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. We do celebrate you. We do celebrate you. We thank you for your goodness. For you are good and your mercy endures forever. Let's say that together. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Let's say it again. For you are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Father. Lord, you're good. Your mercy endures forever. Thank you for bringing us out of the pit. Out of the pit. With your strong right hand. You've lifted us up. That you hold us up. You sustain us. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I want to invite anybody that, that, that needs to to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you're watching today and you're in that place, maybe you think, you know, it couldn't get any worse. But listen, Jesus is your first step, the first step into a fulfilled life. He is your strength. He is your song. He is the joy of your life. So if you need Jesus, you want to make him the Lord of your life today. Let's pray together. I'm going to give you the words to say, and it's it's not that these words are the key, but it's your heart and your faith connecting with these words. Let's say this together. Heavenly Father, I do believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he was sent from heaven, that he was... Uh, made a man birthed on earth took on flesh shed his blood for me and my salvation he paid the price for my sin and today I choose Jesus I make him my Lord thank you Father for accepting me and loving me, and And bringing me up up. out of the pit, pit. filling me with your joy, joy. a new song, song. and a new day, day. with new mercies. mercies. I'm born again today, today. In in Jesus' name. If you said that, if you believe that, if you prayed that, please let us know. It's important that we know and it's important that we're here to help you grow in your walk and your life with the Lord. So let me pray for us before we're dismissed. Lord, thank you again for speaking to us today. Thank you, Lord, for filling us with hope and courage, strength and grace, and your joy. Lord, thank you for renewing Renewing our joy, taking us back to our first love, reminding us of your faithfulness, the ways that you've delivered us. Help us to remember and stir it up this week. We thank you, Father, for using us for your kingdom and for your glory. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.